Well, I've had, I was just sharing with Terry this morning, had a lot of things, just things that I wanted to say from last week that didn't get said, and things that, new things that I wanted to share. And so um, I, I just want to encourage you, you know, that we serve a supernatural God, a supernatural God. Now think about that for a minute. If he's a supernatural God, then what are we? We're supernatural too. And from the very beginning, he created man in his image. In his image, he created him. And so when we get born again, that's a supernatural experience. <laughs> There's things that supernaturally go on more or should go on more in the church than going to watch an Iron Man movie, right? How many of you watch Iron Man? I mean, I like Iron Man. <laughs> of course, I think he's been wiped out now, right? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, okay. But um, Batman, Superman, all of those. Supernatural. You know, born again experience is a supernatural experience. Baptizing the Holy Spirit is a supernatural experience. Expressing the fact that God comes and lives in me. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit live in me. Can't be anything but supernatural, right? That's who we are. We're supernatural being. So we're going to do supernatural works, right? Right? Amen. Amen. That's what we're about is doing supernatural works. So everything is a supernatural experience. We're a supernatural being going about doing supernatural exploits for God our Father. Amen? That's who we are. That's why we're here. We're not here to serve our flesh. We're here to serve him. We're not here to serve our flesh. We're here to serve him. Amen. We're not here to make our flesh feel good. We're here to serve him. Sometimes that means we have to sacrifice. I'll say football because football isn't on right now. Sometimes we have to sacrifice the football game to minister healing to somebody that's hurting. Sometimes we have to do that. Amen? Amen. So we need to have the mindset that we're here to serve. We need to have that kind of a mindset. We're here to do his will, his purpose. We're not here to serve us or me. Amen? Or, or you or whoever. We're not here to serve the flesh. Amen? Okay, so I'm going to read you something. <laughs> this Somebody got me thinking this direction a little bit this week, and so I, 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 I'm I, going to read something that... Don't shout it out. Just listen to the whole thing. I'm going to ask you now who this is about. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a plane. It's a bird. It's Superman. It goes on then. Strange visitation from another planet. Aren't we from another planet? Huh? Our home isn't here. It's in heaven. Amen? Strange visitation from another planet who came to earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal man. Haven't we got powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal man? Amen? Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend his bend in his bare hands, fight a nerve and fight a never ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> Isn't that good? That was Superman in the very beginning, um, 1951. Of course, I don't remember 51, but I do kind of remember 53. 
And then, of course, there's been a lot of Superman since then. But it's a good description of who we are. I thought, when I looked it up, the supernatural ability that we have on the inside of us to accomplish his will. Amen? The supernatural ability. And so we're going to be talking more about that as well as we're moving into the gifts of the Spirit more. The supernatural events in the Bible. Do you know what some of those are? Can somebody... Some of you share a supernatural event in the Bible. Feeding the 5,000. Supernatural, correct? Creation. Supernatural. Jesus walking on water. Supernatural. I haven't seen Superman walk on water. And I haven't seen Iron Man walk on water yet. And I haven't seen Spider-Man walk on water. But then I don't watch much of Spider-Man anyway. But... (laughs) But I haven't seen him walk on water, right? Right? Okay, so um, Lazarus being raised from the dead. I mean, four days, and they said he stinketh. So so we'll probably have to get going the gifts of the Spirit. With raising Lazarus from the dead, there was the creative miracle, working power that was involved there. Healing was involved. All of those two gifts for sure. Amen? So that was a supernatural event. Um, let's see. Let's Floating an axe head. Yeah, I was looking. That's Old Testament. I was looking at New Testament, but that's good, too. That's good, too. Um, let's look at Acts, please. Acts 8. Well, I had other, I had these others we were going to turn to, but I'm wanting to make sure we don't stay till four o'clock today. So I'm going to skip a few of the scripture verses and just kind of skim, skim the top. Anyway, um, Acts 8, 37. This is a supernatural event. This was one of the first things I thought of when I thought about supernatural. Do you remember? Um, well, let's just read it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. This is where the Ethiopian receives Christ. And do you know who went to minister salvation to the Ethiopian? Philip. Philip did. That's right. So we're going to start over here in verse 37. And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may... And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. Verse 39, and when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more, but went on his way rejoicing. Verse 40, but Philip found himself as as Zatus. And that name has been changed now if you try to look it up. It's a different name. I think it's a shot or something like that, the city. And as he passed through, he kept preaching the gospel to all the cities, and he came to Caesarea. Okay, so he was translated. Is that the right word? Yeah. Translated from where he was ministering the gospel to um, the eunuch. He, the Spirit of God snatched him and took him, I think it was about 25 miles away to that place on the coast, about 25 miles away. Talk about a supernatural event. Supernatural event. Things that we in the body of Christ should 
should and will be experiencing, I believe. Now, I, I experience some of that when I go into intercession and prayer, supernaturally. You know, like I shared with you last week, the lady that I prayed for in Virginia, I, I think I did not tell you I did not know what was wrong with the lady. The, the lady that called me to pray for her did not tell me what was wrong. So when I got into intercession for her, remember last week I told you I went like this, and I was going to pain, the pain, the pain, interceding, of course, interceding. I wasn't just saying the pain, the pain. I, was, I stood in her position and interceded her into a place of freedom, into a place of healing. Now, that, that can happen. It's not always the case. But you can still always sure you can always stand in the gap for for people when you pray and intercede for them, amen. But in that, after afterwards, I found out that she had had uh, heart pain. Her blood pressure was way up, heart pain, severe heart pain. But she was released from the hospital the next day, amen. So so. There's a place where you can stand in the gap and, and bring those things into manifestation. But I started to say, I'm here in Iowa. She was in Virginia. How can that be? It's a supernatural event. Is that right? Supernatural. It's supernatural for me to pick up what's going on with her here when she's clear in Virginia. Supernatural. That's who we are. We're a spirit being first. We have a soul and we live in a body. So our spirit being is in a dominant position. And when I yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, when I yield, I take hold together with him to bring about his will in behalf of the situation that I'm praying for. Supernatural event. Intercession itself is just a supernatural event. The groaning and travailing is a supernatural event. All by itself. All by itself, groaning and travailing. Amen. Okay, so we serve a supernatural God. Um, let's look at, of course, we are, when we, we are called, everyone in this room is called to do something for the Lord. Everyone has a calling. Say, I have a calling and I'm equipped to do that calling. I have a calling and I'm equipped. I'm equipped to do that calling. Amen. Amen. So, so, you know, we all have an adversary, an enemy that wants to stop that calling. He wants, yeah, yeah. he wants to stop that calling. So, but, but greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. Amen. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. If you're writing scripture down, it's first John four, four, greater is he that's in us. See, we have overcome. It says in the first part, we have already overcome because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now I'm going fast, guys. Excuse me. I'm going to try and slow down. We have already overcome. And so that's why then we can say greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. Do you know that was a favorite scripture verse of Smith Wigglesworth? I did some more reading on him this week. And that was one that he took to heart. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. So when he went to deliver, remember last week I talked about how he, he um, grabbed that guy out of the casket and said, live, threw him against the wall, and he slid down the wall? How many of you, how many of you would have stopped right then and said, oh, this didn't work? Huck? Huh? Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have happened then. 
you have to stay, you have to stay firm on that. And so what did he do? He picked him up again. Live in Jesus' name. You know, the reason he could do that was he knew who God was. He knew greater is he that's in him than he that's in this world. He had a witness of the spirit that that's what God's will was. Amen? Was for this guy to live. So all those things working together caused a manifestation of glory for God. Not for, not for Smith, but for God. Amen? Because he was working all those things. He embraced the Holy Spirit. And when he embraced the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit enabled that to happen. Amen? Sit up. All of you in here can do that. <laughs> Whoa. All of you are able to do that because why? The Holy Spirit is in you and you have been equipped to do what he's called you to do. Amen? Amen. 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 So you've been equipped. Another story, and it's similar to what uh, Dick experienced, but you've all heard this story. If Josh was here, he'd go, yep, I've heard that story. Another story that Smith was asked to come and deliver this young girl. They had kept her locked up in a room upstairs. They went into, um, he went into, and this girl was, was just um, crazy, glazed eyes and everything. You know, Glazed eyes is... Um, one sign that you know you're dealing with the demonic influence. That's one by looking at the eyes and they're glazed over. And then, um, so anyway, there was about five or six men holding this girl down. And so she got really mouthy at Smith. And um, she's, and anyway, he, he commanded the demonic influence to go. And there were 37 in the story that I read about him, 37 demonic influences left. She got up got herself all together, went down and ate supper with them all. Normal. She was normal. She was normal. But you know what? In that situation, Smith embraced who the Holy Spirit was in him and what he could do through the Holy Spirit. Amen? That, I said that reminded me of um, the, the deliverance that Dick did with uh, there was five or six men holding this um, young man down in a denominational church. And um, they were calling for help. And I got the call. Dick was on the job. And so, I mean, he was painting. And so I said, I said, well, the first thing you need to do, of course, on the other end was, oh, oh, um, we need some help over here. And I said, first thing you want to do is you want to not let fear run you and just start saying the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every name. So Dick went over there and he ministered and he just watched. He sat and watched what this kid was doing and um, what everybody was doing, of course. He just watched him for a while and then pretty soon he said, Lord, what do you want me to do about this? <laughs> and the Lord said, hold that devil in contempt. So he did. He held him in contempt. He started, he started laughing. He just started laughing at him. Started laughing at him. And pretty soon... It got that devil's attention and stopped right in front of Dick. And what are you laughing at? Well, you think you're more powerful than God. I tell this story pretty good, don't I? <laughs> Dick isn't here. You think you're more powerful than God. And uh, Dick just kept laughing. And then pretty soon he said, come out of him in Jesus' name. And, and he came and he just went running around the room just like he let the air out of a balloon. You know how a balloon would fly around the room. And, and that's just something, you know, when you do a deliverance, just because 
you don't see immediate response and they go flying around the room, doesn't mean something didn't happen. Keep your faith on it. Anyway, he slowed down and got baptized in the Holy Spirit, got born again and baptized. Well, I think he was born again. I'm not real sure about that now. But anyway, his wife saw such a change, and she wanted to get set free. So we went that night, several of, our, several of us. And I think you remember me telling you that she was learning to levitate knives so she could throw them and kill people. And so we ministered to her, and uh, she got set free too. too. And, and they came to the house several days later, and they just looked totally different, totally different. They were so different, and, and God was so good in that situation. But see, it's, it doesn't make any difference what you see going on. You have the help of the Holy Spirit in the midst of whatever. So greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. Amen? Okay, so let's go on. I want to... I want to um, talk a little bit about, um, before we get into the, just kind of a little bit of background like we d- talked about last week, and then we're going to get into the more about prophecy and the word of knowledge, okay? Um, so tongues becomes an open door for the gifts of the Spirit to flow through. I'm sure all of you knew that, um, but it's always good to have all those things be reminded of, for us to be reminded of those things. Um, so when you're praying in tongues, you know, when we, we've done this before, and I think we'll do it today too, but where we take five minutes to pray in tongues, and then you stop and listen to where that's coming from. Remember, we've done this before. Maybe some of you are new and haven't done this. But you take, you, you stop and do that, and you listen. And it's out of that same place where your prayer language comes up out of. It's out of that same place where God's going to talk to you where you'll have your witness of the Spirit, it's out of that same place where the gifts of the Spirit will manifest, will, will prompt you to do something. You understand what I'm saying? It's out of that same spot. So um, um, remember, gifts are for the common good. It's not for your benefit. It's not for your glory. It's for God's glory. It's for you to minister to people. See, the Holy Spirit is the need meter. He's the need meter. That's why sometimes in the service, when I see the Holy Spirit moving, he's, he's got needs. He's letting me know there's needs to be met. Sometimes it's not always that way. Sometimes it's a, that's different, can be different. Anyway, he's the need meter. Okay, so let's look at 1 Corinthians, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 12, chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. And we talked about this last week. He doesn't want you to be ignorant or stupid about them, <laughs> or not have any understanding. He wants you to be aware of them. The more you're aware of the gifts of the Spirit and manifestation, the more you hear the stories of deliverance or healing or um, things like what Smith Wigglesworth had done, the more you experience and hear that, the more it's going to be real to you, and you won't think so much about, oh, I'm, I'm a supernatural be- being. You will think that you are a supernatural being, and you can leap <laughs> you can you can you can do a manifest in in um with the holy spirit's help you can do the things that god has equipped you to do amen 
And so um, we're not to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. And um, we should have understanding on them. And um, verse 7 then, it goes on to say, verse 7, I'm not going to read through all this because we did last week. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. It's gifts are given to bless others, not yourself. And it's for the common good. <clears throat> the gifts are always given as, as the Spirit wills. I think we get to that here in a minute. But to each one, verse 7, is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healings. Gifts of healings. Healings should be plural there. Gifts of healings by the one Spirit. To another, um, and to another the effecting of miracles and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. Now, I think I've said this before, you know, because you uh, are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives in you. I believe, this is where I'm at, I believe that the gifts of the Spirit, you can have any one of them manifest through you as the need arises. Now, I, I'm not saying that you have all nine gifts. I'm just saying the Holy Spirit will use you to manifest any one of the gifts at any, one, any point in time. There is a need for that gift to manifest. Is that clear? Okay. Okay. So, um, but it's always as he wills. Now, in, the, in some of the callings or the offices that you stand in, uh, you will manifest in more of, uh, like example, um, I met, I yield to over two and I, the gifts of the spirit that you'll see frequently, frequently with me is a, a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom and, um, discerning of spirits and gifts of healings. And so, um, lately I'm getting a greater understanding of diversity of tongues I'm not going to teach on that today because I think it's a whole, it, you know, the diversity of tongues is, is, um, is a ministry gift. There is the gifts of tongues and interpretation. And then there is the diversity of tongues, which is a ministry gift. It's lined up right with the, the uh, offices. So I, I'm not going to go there today because I'm still studying that out myself. I'm wanting to know more about it. But we've not been taught much on the diversity of tongues. We've not been taught. We've been taught. We've been taught that you can speak in tongues in a foreign language, and they, maybe that person is sitting in the audience and they understand exactly what you're saying. If I speak in, in um, Hispanic, I may not understand that language at all. But there may be somebody in the audience that will understand that the words, and it's usually the Holy Spirit manifesting to reach that person or to reach that person and maybe a Chinese person or whatever, to reach that person. And that's a manifestation of the tongues, the diversity of tongues. That's one of them, okay? The other one is is the speaking in um, tongues and then interpreting, which is equal to prophecy, equal to prophecy. But the highest one, the best gift there, we'll talk about that in a minute, the best gift of those three is is prophecy, just plain prophecy, Okay. All right, for the common good, verse 8, 
we, we went through those, and I just want to break those down for you. The, the gifts that reveal something. You probably all could tell me this. Can you all tell me which gifts there reveal something? Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. And discerning of spirits. The gifts that say something are prophecy, tongues, and then interpretation. Those those work together to say something. The things that the three gifts that do something are healing, gifts of healings, miracles, and faith. (laughs) Who said the other one? Faith, faith. Yeah, the best gift there is faith. And the best gift in the, in the revealing of the, is the word of wisdom. And God tells us, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but God tells us we're supposed to seek after the best gifts. And, and, um, and then he explains that too. Um, verse 11, let's go on with verse 11. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Okay. And it's just for the, it's, you know, when you think about it, Back then, Paul was doing a lot of talking to the church. You know, the church came was born out of Acts, the Pentecostal movement, the Acts. And Paul was all, a lot of his stuff was talking about tongues, straighten up the gifts in your, in your church. You're doing too much of this and too much of that. And, and so Paul was always doing that. But you think about it. So back then, the majority of the church spoke in tongues. They were born again and spoke in tongues. Right now it's flipped. The majority of the church now is religious. Very, very few speak in tongues, let alone moving the gifts of the spirit. Remember, I talked about that. Very few do. You know, we have the we have the churches that are not even getting people born again. Then you have the churches that are getting people born again, and they tell them about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then you have the churches that are getting people born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they get them speaking in tongues. But that's it. Then you've got a church that is born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaks in tongues, and tells them what to do with their prayer language so they're not just naive about the gifts of the Spirit, about tongues and what it will do for you. And it builds you up and keeps you in, your, in faith and keeps you in the love of God. So you've got that church that's walking in and it's walking, and it should be walking in power. Should be walking in power. Amen? Okay, so um, let's look at, um, I'm going to, I'm going to look at, read this out of Amplified, and that's 1 Corinthians 12, kind of right where we are, 1 Corinthians 12, but I think it's more beneficial if I read it out of the Amplified for you. 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. But earnestly desire, earnestly desire and zealously cultivate the greatest and best, the higher gifts and the choicest graces. And yet I will show you still more excellent way, one that is better by far and the highest of them all. What's the highest of them all? Love, love, love. Yeah, yeah, if, you, if you're not able to walk in love, are you going to help somebody that comes in and looks like they're the, the dirt on the floor? No. Are you going to have compassion for somebody that is, has uh, one leg missing and they come in 
crying? Are you going to have compassion and love for that person? Are you going to be able to minister to somebody if you think you're more hot, you're, you're better than they are? Love doesn't do that, does it? Love doesn't think you're better than anybody else. That isn't love. Love isn't, isn't um, hoping that person will fail. If you, you, you need to study, we've, I'm not going to do it today, but we've gone over that love chapter quite a bit. And so that's what you want, we want to pursue. Um, I think this is um, e- eagerly, I, we'll get to this in a minute, but this is 1 Corinthians 14.1, but eagerly, pers- eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim. The love in the, in the love chapter, make that your aim. Because see, God can use that. See, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by, by the Holy Spirit. The love of God is shed in your bro- abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. So if he's shedding the love abroad in your heart, then he's going to work with you to have the love and the compassion for those that you're, you're to minister to. Amen? He's going to help you with that. Because it's his job to help you stay in love. And, it, and you can do it by praying in tongues. You can do, you can do it by uh, the word, by worshiping, staying in the love of God. Amen. Okay, so um, Moffat's translation says there uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 14.1, Pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So here's Moffat's translation. Make love your aim. And then set your heart on the spiritual gifts. Make love your aim and set your heart on spiritual gifts. Hunger after them. Pursue them. Seek them. Just like it says to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything will be given to you. Seek after the gifts of the spirit. Seek after them. Well, and I, I, I was thinking about that. You know, how do you, how do you seek after something? You pursue it, you hunger after it, you find all kinds of material on it, read up on it, study it, meditate it in the word, pray in tongues, ask the Lord to reveal to you more about it. Amen? There's just so much um, um, that, that the gifts of the Spirit can do for you. And the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. We need to embrace the helper and put him to work. He wants to help you with every area of your life. He wants to reveal to you. Remember the story Richard told when he was here? He wants to reveal to you. He found the keys. Or Nat had a word of knowledge. The keys were in the bottom of the garbage. The Holy Spirit wants to help. I've used him. I don't know how many times that way. I shouldn't say that. Used him. But he's there to help. He's a helper. You know, when I couldn't get a total at Fisher's when I was coming, I had to get a month-end total every, every month. And I, if I got stuck and I was, couldn't find the problem, I couldn't find the problem, I, I asked the Lord to help me. I said, Lord, I just ask you to help me, and the Holy Spirit would show it to me about that quick. I found my error. I found the problem. See, he wants you, he wants you to ask. He wants you to, he wants to be able to help you, and he wants you to ask him. Ask him. Lean on him. Lean on him. Put him to work in your life. When you can't find um, a certain clothing article in the morning, you say, Lord, I'm missing this. I don't know where it is. 
After, after about an hour of looking for it myself, I finally go, Lord, can you show me where this is? That fast. He's giving me a word of knowledge. Or he shows me, I, I see something and there it is. So he wants to help us. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Okay, verse 3 of 14 says, But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation, 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 <laughs> and consolation. So if you're speaking and speaking prophecy, you're always going it always bring comfort, edification, exhortation. It'll always do that. There's times when words have been given or prophecy has been given in the church and it didn't have that with it. And I just wanted to crawl under a chair because I knew it wasn't God. It wasn't encouraging. It wasn't comforting. It wasn't exhorting the body of Christ. Prophecy never has a rebuke with it. Prophecy never has a rebuke. And you can't control people with a rebuke of a pro- uh, with prophecy that has a rebuke in it. You can't control people that way. You better not try even. <laughs> okay, so exhortation builds you up. Um, I mean, edification builds you up. Exhortation brings encouragement. And then comfort and consolation helps, helps prepare that person's heart to receive healing or um, um, healing of emotions or memories. So in verse 4 then, one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. I think that's pretty much explanatory. And that's where I, I had written down, you know, about the church, how the church is flip-flopped. The church is not, not, I'm not talking about this church. We talk about speaking in tongues a lot here and, and, and what you need to do. It's your job whether you want to take what I give you and go do it. If you want to start letting the Holy Spirit help you. He'll, he'll, he'll show you what to do. He'll, he'll prompt you and tell you about the situation you're dealing with. You know, I've had him tell me when I sat down to pray about stuff, he'll tell me exactly what's going on in the situation, whether it was my fault or their fault. And, and he'll tell me how to fix it. He'll tell me what to do about it. Amen. And, the, and, and by the way, I'll just throw this in here now. There's a, um, I've been just kind of, sharing with you things that I pick up in the spirit <clears throat> concerning our country. And, um, uh, you know, there is a, an area where something is being revealed now as a house of cards. Yeah. Also, this last week, it was the first part of the week, two different times in praying. There was, um, for me, when I talk about a stronghold that comes down, a stronghold, I have a picture that I see that the Holy Spirit gives me. So I know I'm dealing with a stronghold. It may not be the same thing with you guys. But in praying for our country, there was a stronghold. And sometimes it takes a little bit of intercession to bring that stronghold down. When it came down, it came down. It was what I saw the first time was a ripple effect, a ripple effect in in the spirit realm. So the second time, Wednesday night when we were praying, uh, I prayed about it again. I stayed on top of it. Uh, and interceded, continuing so that the enemy can't come back in and try to resurrect things. So this time, it was like a tsunami. It was not a ripple effect. It was a tsunami. And what the stronghold of unrighteousness that came down was going to cause a tsunami of truth to come across our country. A tsunami of truth. Does that make sense to everybody? 
You know what a tsunami is, don't you? Yeah, okay. So it was going to cause a tsunami of truth to come across our country where we will, we will hear truth and, you know, a tsunami wipes away everything in its path. So when it's wiping away all that is, that is not good or lies or deceptions or faults, it's going to bring the truth with it to replace it. Okay, I just wanted to share that with you. I meant to share that sooner, but anyway. Okay, um, let's look at um, Acts 1-8 again to, again to encourage you in what you are, um, that you are a supernatural being. I want you to look at Acts 1-8, and this is going to be out of the Amplified as well. And it says here, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends, the very very bounds of the earth, the very end. You are you are when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're not only walking in power, but you're walking in um, uh, God's ability in you and might and efficiency. Amen. God's ability in you. Okay. Okay, so let's, uh, I shared those stories. Okay, let's go down to verse 39 then, the same chapter. Verse 39. Therefore, my brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak in tongues. But let all things be done properly and in orderly manner. Okay, desire earnestly to prophesy. Covet prophecy. Covet prophecy. Now you know that it... Oh, that was uh, 39, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14. We're still, we're still in the same, we're still in the same chapter. Still in the same chapter. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians. We went back there. We went back there. Anyway, God's supernatural ability is in you. And then, then in verse 39, 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Desire earnestly to prophesy. And how do we, we talked a little bit about how we do that by seeking him, worshiping, uh, praying in, in tongues and meditating the word. So prophecy is like there's a bubbling up that comes. We talked a little bit about that. Supernatural utterance in a known tongue. Um, and it can be confused somewhat with a prophetic prophecy. If you, if you prophesy, it doesn't mean you're a prophet. Prophecy that a prophet gives will have revelation with it. Prophecy that a, is, uh, a prophet gives will have revelation with that. Amen? And so um, if you prophesy, it will always bring comfort. It will always bring exhortation, always bring encouragement. And, um, but if, if, if there is a, a word of knowledge in it or revelation, um, or um, it can have discerning of spirits in it, but it's not, that isn't to be confused with the prophetic office that a prophet would be using, okay? Prophecy is just real simple. It's exhortation, comfort, and um, um, encouragement, where a, a prophetic word that, that a prophet might give will have maybe a word of, Wisdom, future, a word of knowledge or discerning of spirits, whatever is going on there.
Okay, so what I just gave you was a word of wisdom. What I saw in the spirit realm when I was praying was a word of wisdom. So it was prophetic. It was prophetic. Okay? Okay, and so then uh, we talked a little bit about the, the gift of tongues. Um, so revelation um, that would come in that kind of a prophecy is um, making known of something that was previously secret or unknown. Um, I think what we'll do is we're gonna we're just gonna stop and we're gonna pray in tongues. We'll pick up there next week. We're gonna just pray in tongues for about five minutes, and then when we stop, I want you to listen to what's coming up out of your inner man. If it's prophecy for somebody, then I want you to be able to. If you want to share, we'll do that. Okay. We'll be able to share that. Okay, so just go ahead and start now. Did anybody have anything from the Lord? Anything from the Lord? Okay. Just met Francis. The Holy Spirit that is supposed to rise up in me and I'm supposed to be a stronger man for the Lord to walk more after, after Him, to reach out to people. And just be stronger in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Francis. God says he wants to pour out his glory on his church. And he loves his church. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah, I got um, a word for Zach. Is he in here? Yep. Okay. Um, And I just uh, really... Uh, felt like this next season of your life is going to be a, a season where a lot of the dreams that you had as a, a child and even growing up um, are going to start to take uh, root and start to uh, be developed in you. And I just feel like there's a lot of dreams in you that you've just kind of sat on for a long time. You've been very faithful. And this next season is a, a time for you, and it's a time to develop you. And I, I saw a picture of a banana, and I just like go, what banana? <laughs> and I was like, and I, and God just reminded me the banana is the easiest fruit, and it's, it's one of the most popular fruits because it's so easy to to peel and to eat. And it just felt like that this next uh, time of your life is going to be a time of ease, a time of of enjoyment, and a time that you don't have to strive in it. You're going to know what it is, and that you're going to be able to walk in it, in it and you're going to be able to walk out it. And you're going to be a blessed, and you're going to be a blessing to many. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. What was that? What was that? Yes, word of knowledge. And a little bit of wisdom in there, too. I mean, future. You see, knowledge is always present and past. Wisdom is future. So it was prophetic. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, Ruby. Um, as I was praying, the Holy Spirit was telling me that he was comforting me and that he was freeing me from all the lies of the enemy and that he was solidifying who he's created me to be. Amen. Yeah, Zach? I don't, I don't, I don't have for any particular person. I just, and I don't know 
everyone in here, but I, I feel like if there's anyone in here that does, is not filled with the Holy Spirit and is not actively praying in tongues, if you've struggled with it or whatever, that to not give up on that, it's not something that the Lord is holding back from you. He desires that you have it. Uh, it's His will and His plan and His purpose for you to have that. Uh, just continue to seek after Him and get quiet and, and begin to uh, you know continue to ask Him for that, and you will see it come to pass. Amen. Very good. That was on my heart, too. Anybody else? Anybody else? I heard a, a brief little... Because you were obedient, um, and I don't know that this is for anybody in particular. It could be for more than one or just one. Because you were obedient to pray in tongues, the Lord will take the morning, morning, and make it joy. Okay? Because you were obedient to pray in tongues. Now, also, I noticed when we all got done, did you notice in your own self the strength? They came just with five minutes of praying in tongues. Did you notice the strength? Strength. I could sense it in the room. Doesn't necessarily mean um, every individual got that, but I could tell as a whole we were stronger. As a whole. Peace and calm. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me, that was wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> huh? Peace and calm. Is that what you said, Ron? Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Well, I'm just going to extend that which uh, Zach shared. If there's those of you who don't have your prayer language or you need um, to be stirred up that way, maybe you've been prayed for before, um, I'm, I'm here to do that. So um, just take that time and come forward. Everybody else, I'm just going to close in prayer. And if you would leave, please leave quietly if we're praying for people up here. Please, please do that. It makes a difference. Or if you sit and pray, that helps too. Father, we just want to thank you for your word that is alive and active. Father, that it is bringing a change in the ears of the hearer. That, Father, they're encouraged, they're hopeful, they're comforted, they're... Um, uh, they're encouraged, Father, that the Holy Spirit has come to help them, to encourage them, to show them things that come, to be there for them when they have a need. And we just want to thank you, Father, for all the help that you've given us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But then not only that, that you sent the helper, the Holy Spirit, to pick up what Jesus was doing and to help us individually, each one of us, He's come for each one of us to help us walk out our calling, walk out every day on this earth in a place of victory and hope and peace in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.